What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens played the clock and spielt? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Dear Fred the dog, thanks for looking after the house with Ginger while we're visiting the rest of the family in Boston. Well, what family does he need than us? We left you extra dental treats and peanut butter bones in the cabinet. No sticks, though. I've also left you with one what-if question from a listener named Arabella. Hi, my name's Arabella. I'm eight years old. I like learning about space. And my what-if question is, what if Mr. Eric went on holiday and Fred the dog was in charge of the studio? Bye. Bye. See? So you're in charge of the studio until we get back. Okay, that's kind of cool. And if you think that's kind of cool, then I've also left you a clue how to find the second what-if question. A clue sounds sticky. I stuck the clue under the computer. Hope you enjoy your little mystery. Very mysterious. This isn't clue at all. It's a $1 bill. It can help you remember a story you were in. Then you just play the clip, and it'll be on to the next clue. Wait a second. Is this a clip show? It better be at least half original audio, or I'm gonna be so mad. The clips are all loaded on the computer, Fred. So just... (laughs) Takes you on walks. Please don't eat sticks or wood chips. I didn't hear that part. And the vet's phone number is on the fridge. (laughs) Like I can read math. And Fred, whatever you do... Do not time travel. I mean, do not time travel. It must be a clue. Now I don't have to listen to the rest of this long message. Hmm. Time travel, dollar bill. Now this face looks familiar. Oh, it's George Washington from the Vamperton episode number 71. So I just have to time travel to colonial times in what if world to find him. I'm gonna need some help if I ever have a hope of winning this war. At that moment, a little dog sniffed his way into the tent. Excuse me, uh, the, uh, Mr. Washington? That's General Washington. Washington. Um, do you have any, like, uh, scraps, a uh, little, like, some hard tackle, any of that good stuff? Oh. My. Goodness. Are you a zombie dog? Oh, yeah, the guilty as charged. I have never seen something so cute in all my life. Oh, ooh, you stink really bad, but your tongue's so long. I know, it's a little too long for my mouth at the whole thing. Oh, Fred, you're not a zombie anymore. It's up for debate whether or not I was ever actually a zombie. Well, I'm glad to see you anyway. We got you a little thank you gift. Ooh, a package? For helping save all of us in colonial times. Why are you calling them colonial times? Wouldn't you just say times? Hmm, that's a good point. I'm feeling a little 
time travel-y right now. Oh, don't worry about that. A little time travel is good for you. <laughs> Let me just see this cotton candy mixed with catnip? Yes, it's an incredible gift, you see. For cotton candy wasn't invented until 1897, and catnip wasn't discovered until 1941. Fortunately, someone's time travel is already cracking up reality at the seams. Seems. Yes, it seems like a clue. Catnip, cotton candy. Are you listening to anything I'm saying? These must have time traveled here because they were at the center of What If World in episode 196. I don't know what you're talking about, but you sound very excited. It means I get to go see JF Cat. He's kind of my best friend. Ever since Mr. Daddy left me alone for the holidays. <laughs> that must be really hard for you, friend. Can't deal with my feelings now. Time traveling! <laughs> and suddenly, in front of the trampolines, appeared a big, giant, soft cloud of cotton candy. I'm not a big fan of cotton candy. Maybe if it had a little bit of... Little green specks appeared in the cotton candy. Just like catnip. Much better. Wait a minute. Maybe there was a pattern. We can match all the same things. And maybe we can stop this pattern and get out and rescue Fred. But Patty Pan didn't seem to be listening to Ed. She was too busy stuffing her face full of cotton candy in folks at home... Cotton candy is not good for dogs. Meanwhile, JF Cat was eating up tiny little shreds of catnip that he found within the cotton candy as he scratched it apart, and both of them were going frantically wild, bouncing all over the cotton candy clouds. Is anybody there? I think I'm still falling. Jojo Fluffy Cat, thank goodness we're both here. Of course, we're both here. Where else would we be? I mean, like, anywhere in the 266 other episodes. Fred, quit time traveling. You know it destabilizes reality. I know, I know, but I need your help finding a what-if question. You lost the what-if question? That's horrible. No, Mr. Eric hid it from me. And then he left me all alone with Ginger and a house sitter. And now I gotta search through old clues and memories to find the question. <laughs> Wait, are you describing a clip show? That's even more horrible. Yes, you gotta help me figure out this next clue. It's a box of cotton candy and catnip. Wait, are you sure it's not that stuff that made me fall in love with Cleopatra back in episode 233? What do you mean back? We're in episode 196. Oh, I'm getting time travel brain. <laughs> Cleopatra and JF Cat suddenly lunged at each other, and without thinking, Fred wow. wrapped them both up together in his tongue. No fighting, you two. I know you're angry, and I know you're cats, but it's when we're the angriest that we need to take space for our feelings and make sure we don't hurt anyone. Why would I want to do that, Fred? I love everybody. It is true. Wriggling within your slimy tongue has reminded me that we are all connected, and that only through the labors of love can we achieve true happiness and justice for all. Oh, Cleocatra, I'm so sorry. 
I love you. No, it is I who am sorry and who loves you. Okay, I love you both, but this is getting weird, so I'm gonna spit you out now. <laughs> See, if I open that catnip cotton candy, I might get my brain all scrambled. No, that didn't have to do with the catnip, Jojo. It was my slimy tongue, which contained the power of pure love, I think. No, it was the catnip. Remember later, you and that horticulturalist? I've never worn a cat on my wrist. No, horticulturalist. Pretty sure she was a dog, JF Cat. I know she was a dog. Up, oh, let's just time travel there and I'll show you. <laughs> and as Fred started to unstretch his tongue, <laughs> many wet clumps of strange smelling flowers fell out of the folds of his tongue onto the hillside around them. This, Fred, is enchanted catnip. Super catnip? How do you know that? I'm a horticulturalist. Oh, I must have scooped up those catnip flowers with my tongue when I was trying to pick up JF Cat and Cleocatra. That must be why JF Cat and Cleocatra were fighting over it, and also why they liked being wrapped up in my tongue. I guess I don't have magic love powers. <laughs> Okay, okay, you're right. It was magic catnip. But this catnip smells and tastes totally different. <laughs> Why are you eating it? Why aren't you eating it? Wait, wait, stop. Never. It's hard. Because it's not cotton candy. It's a snow globe of whateverest. Do you think it could be another clue? We've got to knock this glass globe off of something really high. Like Mount Whateverest. Oh yeah, episode 84. And then we'll find the next clue? Or at least we'll get to break something. Give me that globe. So Fred left the old wizard behind and caught up to Ginger and Fairlise as they were sniffing the base of a mountain. But this wasn't any ordinary mountain. Ginger was sniffing all around the base, her tail straight up. And Fairlise looked up. It's all trash. Oh, you never smelled this before? This is Mount Whateverest. It's pretty messy and whatever, but there's no forest so Hungry Bungry likes to live here. How could I have never seen this mountain of garbage in the middle of what is left? <laughs> never mind that, very least. We need the next clue to Mr. Eric's puzzle. What is JF Cat doing here all of a sudden? Last one up the mountain doesn't get to break this snow globe. Wait, no. JF Cat isn't in this story. Fred, have you been time traveling again? Nothing. Time travel rules. Well, anyway, it's Mr. Eric's fault. He left me alone with Ginger and a house sitter and a bunch of treats. What choice did I have but to destabilize reality? Well, I have to get back to our old story, Fred. I'm sorry. Don't you have, like, a clue for me or something? Will that get you to leave me alone and stop time traveling? At least one of those things. <sighs> yes, um, sure. Here's a clue I just found in this old book. A recipe for chocolate candy bar casserole. It's casserole. Remember Dracomax made it and brought it to my potluck at the end of episode 207? Oh no. Was it a bad casserole? No, no, I shouldn't know that. 
It's over a hundred episodes from where I am now. You're good at counting. Fred, whatever you do, don't time travel to episode 207. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Mr. Eric wants me to time travel. But Fred... I was busy making my famous chocolate cookie ice cream casserole. Abacus, how could you? I have spent all day making this chocolate candy bar casserole. Dracomax, we are dealing with real problems here. We cannot worry about how many different kinds of chocolate casseroles we have. Did someone say chocolate stick casserole? Cause that's what I brought. Greetings, Fred, and congratulations. Huh? You have followed Mr. Eric's clues and found the final what-if question. Really? No, not at all. Your time traveling has shaken the what-if-verse to its core. Fortunately, I, Dracomax, have maximum magic and will fix everything with my up-and-back breath. Then this horrible clip show can finally end. Well, that wouldn't be very fair to whoever asked the second question. You know what would be less fair? Turning existence inside out. Oh, here's the last question. It's at the bottom of the chocolate stick casserole I just finished eating. <laughs> that is not where what if questions come from. Sometimes it is. What if Jadonus became a unicorn and lost his magic? Oh, Drat! Oh, man! <laughs> Oh, a Dracocorn with no magic. <sighs> indeed. Does that mean you can't magically fix everything? Even indeedier. So what, we're just gonna have to find any magic person we can in this fractured reality I've created? <sighs> oh, hello, Fred. Hi, Dracomax. Abacus. Will you two quit goofing off at the edge of space-time and help an old wizard finish this story? The end? Oh, that's better. Well, Tessa and Arabella, thank you for your questions. And I hope you enjoyed the first half of this two-part story. Jojo Fluffy Cat here, back from the time vortex to meow out Sawyer, who's currently into BMX racing and has an older sister named Sophia. He often walks around singing the theme song to What If World and loves falling asleep to Mr. Eric's stories. Then there is Vivian, age five. Vivian loves me, Draco Max, because I get stuck everywhere. And Vivian also loves a sister named Lottie. And I have one last meow out for Ukian. He is ten years old, loves Minecraft, Legos, and nature. And I would like to thank Mr. Eric and Miss Karen, even though they left me alone. And also Craig Martinson for the theme song. And our producer, Miss Lynn. They wouldn't ever leave their lovely Fred. And all you kids at home who enjoy time traveling over the holidays. Or as what is world people call it, remembering. And until we meet again, keep wondering.